today in this summer soul care, this first week, I, I want to title this message, A Sound from Heaven. If you'll stand with me just real quickly, and we're going to read the word of the Lord. It's Acts chapter 2. It's a very familiar text. If you were raised in a spirit-filled church or you're a studier of the word of God, this is probably one of the most famous texts because it's the beginning and the birth of the New Testament church in this uh, this this chapter of Acts chapter 2. If you, don't, if you don't read the Bible at all, read Acts chapter 2. It's where the New Testament church started. So, But I, I want to read Acts chapter 2 and verse 1 and take a little something out of there that jumped out at me this week. It says, and when the day of Pentecost... Y'all, y'all probably have this memorized or whatever. Just read it with me. Would y'all do that? And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it set on each of them. If you love the Lord, would you give him a big old hand today? You may be seated. I was meditating on this scripture and, and, and thinking on this scripture and what was amplified to me, generally when I preach anything around this text, I'm, I'm just preaching on the spirit. And by the way, last week was uh, the uh, Pentecost Sunday and, you know, and, and before that we had a night of just outpouring of the spirit in this house and God touched so many people's lives. Every day around here is a, is, a, is a weekend of the outpouring of the Spirit, and I love that. Last weekend, you went and served all across our community. It was our largest amount of people that came and served across our community, and I just want to give a shout-out of thank you to our entire church. You did awesome. You did awesome. One group, one group put together 10,100-something meals that's going to be going all across our world, and I just love what this church does to go out and touch our community, and we did so many things, and thank you so much for that. But this Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, talking about the birth of the New Testament church and the outpouring of the Spirit, and as I was meditating on the Scripture, there was something that was amplified to me in this text that has never been amplified to me, and it rung in my soul, and it was this part of the text that says, there came a sound from heaven. And then it goes on, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. But what jumped out to me is there came a sound from heaven. And I began to think, and I believe the Lord began to lay on my heart, that sound is such a vital thing to our lives. It's such a big deal to us. If you have your sense of hearing, one of your five senses, if you have that sense of hearing and it works properly, you hear, you have the ability to hear all kinds of things on a daily basis. Uh, we, we, our ears pick up so much out there. And I have, uh, I don't have it on today, but generally I'm wearing a, an Apple watch that uh, on that watch, has an app that comes as a just comes with the Apple Watch that uh, has a little ear on it and it picks up, it lets you know 
what the decibels are in the atmosphere. It's a, it's a, it's a fun little app to have, and it'll let you know what's, what's going on around you as far as the decibels in the atmosphere and what you're at. And, and if you open that app, and I'm not asking you to do that today, but long, it says some of the things that I'm about to, to tell you. It says that long-term exposure to sounds below 80 decibels will not affect your hearing. And it will give you a readout on what the current decibel load in the room or in the space that you're at. And it will tell you maybe it's a 37 or a 47 or it will be a 100 and something. But it will let you know and, and it will tell you long-term exposure to sounds below 80 decibel will not affect your hearing. And then it, it opens up an incremental style and tells you what each level past 80 is going to do in long-term exposure to that decibel. And, and it says this, repeated long-term exposure to sounds above 80 decibels can lead to permanent damage. That's uh, term, permanent hearing damage. I, again, long-term, repeated long-term damage uh, or exposure would create that. For instance, 85 decibels, and this is all right there on your, your watch. It, it says, for instance, 85 decibels around one hour and 45 minutes a day at this level can cause temporary hearing loss. And, and it says then the weekly limit is around 12 hours and 30 minutes. So at that level, if you go beyond that, it's going to start affecting you. And then I'm going to, then it goes incrementally, but I want to jump to the, one of the higher ones. It says 100 decibels, even a few minutes a day, can cause temporary hearing loss. And the weekly limit at that decibel is around 20 minutes. So that's about all you can handle over 100 decibels, um, about 20 minutes a week before it starts being temporary hearing loss and, and, could, and could evolve into even a permanent situation. And, and this is what jumped out to me uh, as, I, as I read that text in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, and there, there was a sound, a sound that came from heaven. A sound that came from heaven. And as my spirit jumped into what my watch tells me on that, um, I began to ask myself this question, and this jumped out at my heart. What is the decibel level that my soul is hearing each week? What is the decibel level that my soul is hearing each week? If I can use the reference of like my watch, let's, re let's, let's use that reference in the term of what my soul hears. 80 decibels and below, we probably can live and handle long-term exposure to that. We, we can handle that in our soul. Those are healthy levels for our soul. Let me, let me tell you what that would be like. It would be a sound that comes to the soul that, that would be like it's a healthy job. It's a healthy marriage. It's healthy kids. It's healthy finances. 
It's, it's healthy physical health. It's healthy relationship with God. In other words, my private world is healthy and my public world is healthy. And in that case, your soul is probably safe with long-term exposure to your healthy life. <laughs> you're, you're, you're probably really in that safe thing. You can probably just stay right in there and you're all going, man, that's right where I want to stay. However, now let's talk about life in the real world. Let's, let's, talk, about, let's talk about the real world that we live in. We're, we're spinning the plates in both hands, we got the plates going. Y'all have heard that reference that, you know, the plates are going in both hands. In other words, we got so much stress going on in our world. And while we're spinning both plates, we're kicking the can of some crazy unhealthy situation in our life. And we got, we, and may, we may be kicking two cans or multiple cans and spinning plates and kicking multiple cans of some unhealthy situation in our family or our finances or our physical health or uh, our church health or whatever, whatever it may be. And, and all the while, the music, oh, I feel what we're preaching today. I really have felt this so strong this week. All the while, the music of life and this present world has our decibel level at a level that causes our soul to have temporary hearing loss. It kind of goes on a temporary shutdown. There's, there's so much going on in our world that's a little bit out of control, out of whack, we might say, that, that, that are it just, I'm not saying forever, but a temporary hearing loss in the soul, which if not brought into control, it can create long-term permanent loss of hearing in our soul. And I don't know that really I've ever preached any extended amount of time about the soul, but our souls are so critical. Our souls are so critical. I, I went to, Adina and I uh, were in San Antonio a few months back, and uh, I had a couple of my friends and their wives uh, ask us to go while we were there. They said, we want to take you to a, a, a real nice jazz restaurant. And I, I love jazz, and you can listen to jazz and still go to heaven. Uh, but I, <laughs> I love jazz. And um, so they said, let's, let's go to a jazz restaurant. And so you eat, and they have a band playing jazz. And Now, <clears throat> let me, let me kind of give you what I had in my brain. I had a Kenny G sound expect expectation. Now, if you don't know who Kenny G is, I don't know who to tell you modern day how to compare it, but it is slow listening, saxophone, oh, come on now. I was expecting a little Chris Bodie sound. Y'all are going, I have no who, earthly, if it ain't the, if it's not the, uh, what's, that, what's that group that, I, I, that Southern Gospel group, I don't know. If it's not them, I don't even know who it is. Huh? If it's not the Gaither vocal band, I don't know who it is. Well, listen to your unspiritual pastor talk in just a second. 
And I, that's what I was expecting. I was expecting a Kenny G, a Chris Bodie, kind of relaxing, kind of hold my wife's hand, hoping she would give me a kiss. On, you know, I, I was expecting that moment. The restaurant seated about 75 to 100 people, and what I'm trying to tell you is a very, very small restaurant. I was sitting at the back of the restaurant, and literally uh, the back of this stage would be the depth of it. It's, so it was that small of a restaurant, 75 to 100 people. Uh, it, it had a little, little width to it, but it was a very small restaurant. And I knew I was in trouble. When I walked in, I sat down, and we ordered our food, and I looked up at the stage, and there were three drum sets. I don't mean like little percussion. I'm talking about the full meal deal like this. Three drum sets. And I'm going, okay, okay. And then the group came out. There was probably three in the horn section. And one of them is a trombone. There was electric guitars. There were uh, one of the, the, the bass, like the big bass thing, you know, where you don't, don't, don't. They, they had that thing going, and then a guy doing percussion. He's playing things that I didn't even know you could play. That's going on. All of it is mic'd. I'm like, does, really, really? This is a little, and they're singing. We went on Latin jazz night. Now, I'm not dissing on Latin jazz, but I am dissing on it in a room of seat 75 people. I'm just telling you this. I experienced Latin jazz <laughs> very up close and personal. And literally, the, all of my friends at the table, we could not even talk to one another. It was so loud. And I felt like a real, real old man. Because I did some things to try to say, I, I got a piece of the napkin. Come on, somebody. And I, I didn't want my friend to see it because I have just a, you know, a little bit of pride that I need to work through. And I, I rolled that napkin up and I, with real cool way, stuck it in my ear on the side that my buddy was sitting on. And on the other side was Adina, and I knew she didn't mind. And so I had, I had the, that one stuffed real good. And this side, I leaned on the table and did this. I, I was closing the ear off if you didn't understand. And, and, and my eye watch was going nuts. It, I'm telling you, it kept buzzing and saying, bro, you're in trouble. You're about to go deaf. I, I'm not making this up. I'm telling you, I was looking down and it kept going, you're in critical, you're in critical, you're critical. This is like, and I'm going, I know it. But I'm with my friends and I can't leave. Peer pressure is getting me. And uh, so I survived and I, you know, got all the stuff working. But uh, I, here I'm in this place and, and I want to say, all of that and refer and say this to about your soul. 
I wish turning off the noise in my life was as easy as sticking something in my ears to fix my soul noise. I wish my soul noise could just, I could, you know, roll up a napkin and put my finger over my ear and, and that, would, that would fix that. When my soul was amplified, when it was in the red zone, when, it was, when, my, when things were buzzing in my life, boy, I'm preaching to somebody today that I wish that I could do it. However, if we do not learn to quiet our souls in 2023, we're going to cause damage to our souls. The damage can cause us to not hear another sound. It can stop us from not hearing another sound. And that is the sound that comes from heaven. We damage our soul with all of the noise of life and somehow the damage goes to our soul and we cannot hear the sound that comes from heaven. Anybody going to let me preach for a few minutes? And the sound that I'm preaching about, that I felt like the Lord gave me this message, the sound of heaven has a frequency that helps heal a soul that is in trouble. Nothing can fix your soul. Nothing can heal your soul. But there is a sound and a frequency that comes from heaven that when that sound comes to your soul, it brings healing to a soul that's been wounded by the exposure of the pollution that has been coming against your soul. A soul that is desperate for healing and restoration. A soul that is weary of the sound pollution that is roaring in your normal everyday life of you and I. So I ask today, why, why do people have more things but yet are seemingly more miserable? Why do we have more information yet we have lost common sense? Why, why do we have computers that do so much to save us time and yet we do not have enough time to do the basic things in life like hug a child or smell a rose? Voices coming at us. Voices coming to us from every angle. And sometimes we just, we just want to stick cotton in our ears. But I think that we have to intentionally quiet our souls so that we can hear the things that really matter. I want this church, I want this church to hear the sound from heaven. I, I want you to be able to, this summer, even in this service and throughout this summer and on men's night, to hear a sound from heaven. I, I, I love good brisket and I love uh, fun games and I love all the stuff that we do to try to bring people in and giveaways and all that. But I'm just telling you, none of that will quiet your soul. Those are all things just to help you to get in the room so that when you get in the room, your soul can have a sound from heaven.
Your, your soul must have a sound from heaven. I want this church to hear the sound of it. I could care less if you hear the sound of politics. That's not going to fix your soul. It's not. I, 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 I love listening to the news and I, I like keeping up with the news and staying relevant as a minister to where we are in our world. But I cannot have a constant diet of it. I just can't. My soul, maybe yours, no, 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 I'm not going to say maybe yours can handle it. Your soul cannot handle it because sound is sound. I don't care where it comes from. Sound is sound. And you can think you're the most spiritual thing in the world, but if you get enough diet of the worldly sound that's coming at you, your soul will start beeping warnings saying, bro, I'm going to tell you much more of this and you're going to have a struggle. And so I don't care if you hear the sound of politics or the newest AI information. What I want you to hear, I want you to hear a sound from heaven, a sound from heaven. However, however, we cannot hear the sound from heaven until we turn off some other sounds that are polluting our soul. Have you ever, have you ever just, I want you to hear this real close. Have you ever just felt like something wasn't right with you? Can I get see some hands? I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying you're there now or whatever, but you, you just something's not right with you. I'm not telling you you're going to hell. It's okay. But just, I don't know what it is, but something's not right. Come on, just raise your hand one more time. It's all right. It's safe. It's a safe place. Good, good, good. Just something's not right. By the way, my hand was up. I, I, I've been there. I, I know what that feeling, just something's not right with you. And I remember early on in my ministry uh, and touching and loving and being around people and giving out to people, uh, I, I would feel myself depleted at times. And, and I, I, it, it didn't cre initially create a warning, but, but all of a sudden I started just feeling at times and seasons in my life where I just something's not right. I don't, I don't know what it is, but something's not right. And, and, and I would... You know, I try to start figuring that out, and, and you know, what we sometimes do is blame others when we, when we feel that, right? And, and we blame this one or blame that one or blame the church or blame our spouse or blame a friend. Or, but, but, but the older I've gotten, I guess I want to say wiser that I've gotten, I realize, wait, 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 something else is going on that I need to, I need to find this out. I, I, need, to, I need to get in the presence of God and I need my soul to, to get healthy in the presence of God. And what I'm feeling is a warning sign. And, and in those moments, it's hard to pinpoint the issue, but you just know something's not right. And I, I'd like to let you know that what this is, and hear me closely, is your soul telling you that something is out of rhythm in your life. Something is out of rhythm in your life. Something is out of rhythm in your life. Something is, is, not, is not dancing well in your spirit. There is, a, there is something that's pulling against you. It's a warning sign. It's a pop-up on your spiritual soul watch. It's a pop-up. It's going, hey, hey, you went over 80. <laughs> You're at 85. 
It's letting you know. It's a warning sign popping on your life that says decibels at this current level will cause damage. And I'm letting your body know. I'm letting your spirit know. It's a healthy thing to feel that. I'm so glad I feel that because if I didn't feel that, I would run rampantly and I would fall into a ditch before I realized I had an issue. But, but by God giving me my, this warning in me through my soul, it's given me this wake-up call to, to look and see, thank you, God, for this warning sign, and now I want to lean into you. And in this summer, we are going to try to focus our attention as a church to let God heal our soul. This is a church of healing and restoration. Uh, many years ago, we said, what is our it? What is our it factor? I believe this church's it factor is, first of all, the spirit. But second of all, the spirit leads in that by bringing healing and restoration. And, and, and it's a church that, and, and many of you can know that when you walked in this house, whatever you were dealing with, that God started healing and restoring you. Can I get a witness in that? Amen? And I want to say, God, God, Heal our soul. Heal our soul. God, give us wisdom on how to heal what needs to be healed. Heaven, speak to us. We need a sound. If that, there was a sound from heaven that began to heal the early church, God, heal us as a church, as a people, as your people. Heal us. I, I one of the areas and we honored our dream teams last night and people who serve in this church. But, but I don't want you serving in this church to create more busy work for you, to create your sound decibel to go up in your soul because if it is work, it will do that. But if you're serving out of the overflow of your life, it will not do that. And, and that... What will, I'm going to tell you what it'll do. It'll add more stress to your life. Oh, my God, i got to go and work at the church. That, that's not why we have you serving. It wasn't to add more stress to you or, or, or to make the sound decibels go up in your soul. No, 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 no. We, I want it to be that when you serve, you are lowering the noise of your normal life so that serving can quiet your soul. Can you give the Lord some love? Want to quiet your soul. And if it's not doing that, we as a church want to join with you. And Pastor Sean, who leads that ministry, want to join with you and get you in a place serving where you're not stressed, but what you're doing is in a mentality and a spirit of serving that it quiets your soul. I pray when you step in this house, that when you step in this house on a weekly basis, that, that when you step in here, you're wise enough to turn off your worldly brain through worship. I'm going to tell you, on, on Sunday morning, we started at 9 and 11. 9 and 11. If I was you, I would get here early enough to get my donuts, drink my lattes, and at 9 a.m., be in the house of the Lord. I get in these doors. You can talk and meet Sally afterwards. In this next few minutes, God is going to use, if you tune in, worship to help quiet the world that's been driving your soul.
Our team doesn't come up here and practice for two hours on Thursday night and get here early on Sunday mornings to, to just sing a bunch of hula baloo or whatever that is and, and just make a noise. Make no, we don't, you, you can turn the radio on and have noise. Are you with me? What we are doing in this house is vital. Your week has been on fire with noises. And when you get in this room, we want this to be a sound from heaven. We want you to lift those holy hands in his presence. And when you're lifting those hands, you're letting go and taking your hand off of what you've been holding all week. And you grab hold of his hand. Why don't we just practice that just a minute? Would you throw your hands up and worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords in his presence there is fullness of joy, and at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Come on, that's beautiful. Just magnify the Lord with me, with holy hands lifted in the sanctuary. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you all feel the presence of the Lord in this room? Lord, we cry out to you that we want you to come near to us and heal our souls. I, I hear a sound. I, I'm hungry for a sound. I want a sound. I think, we need an, I think we need an upper room moment. Acts chapter 2 was an upper room moment with God that we hear a sound and the sound sets our priorities back on track. I read a scripture. It's, an Acts, it's very long ways from Acts chapter 2, not by numerical page numbers, but by time and history. It's about 22 years from the day of uh, what they call the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. But in Acts chapter 22, there's a scripture, one scripture I want to pull out and, and, and just give you the scripture. Listen to this. It says, it says, My companions saw the light, but they did not understand the voice of him who was speaking to me. <laughs> That's one verse in the light. It, 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 it convicted my soul. My companions saw the light, but they did not understand the voice of him who was speaking to me. They saw the light. They, they, they saw the church service. They, they, saw, they saw God moving. They saw things happening. But somehow they, they never understood or picked up or comprehended or made connection with the voice of him who was speaking in that moment. What it tells me in that verse is their sense of eyes were on target. They, they had that sense working, but their sense of hearing had long been damaged in their soul. Their, their sight, they could see things. They see God moving in the atmosphere. They could see great light. They could see the church moving with rampant move of God in the early days of the church. They could see the light, but somewhere their soul had been damaged and they no longer could understand the, the voice of him who was speaking. Oh, God. I, 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 Lord, I, I know this is not where the church is at, but, but I, as your pastor today, that you have given me that, that incredible honor to be called your pastor today. I'm not here wasting time. I'm not here trying to take a, a few minutes of your day. I'm trying to tell you, I, I as a church, and, and along with you as a church, 
I don't want it to be spoken of us that we saw the light, but we didn't hear the sound in our soul. And I, I'm, I, don't, I don't want to be negative. This is a negative statement, but I, I think the modern-day church, and I'm not speaking just in this room, but I think the modern-day church has gotten a little bit to the point where we see the light and we don't hear the sound. And, 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 and I want to I get off of that negativity for just a minute, but I, but I want to come back to this point. I believe God still has a sound. And I believe the sound, I, in fact, I know the sound is in this room today. I felt the sound when I studied and got this message. I felt the sound. I heard the sound. The, the, what you're hearing in this message is a sound, a sound. A sound from heaven. A sound from heaven. The ancients, uh, they called them Celtic Christians in the ancient days. The Celtic Christians had a, something they used to call a thin place. A thin place. They, they would call it a thin place. And, and so I, it was a rare moment that the Celtic Christians... This thin place was a rare moment in which the distance between heaven and earth is as if it collapsed. I think they called it a thin place, which I love that. I think we would call it a God moment. That moment when it seems like heaven is just so close to earth. It seems like, uh, you know, just a, a, a Sunday night, a couple weeks ago, or a Sunday morning, a couple, whatever it may be. I mean, it can be yesterday in a devotion for you, whatever it may be. But, but there was that moment. Maybe it was in a Freedom Conference a few weeks ago when we baptized a gazillion people and so many people were filled with the Spirit. Maybe it was in that moment for you. Maybe you were filled with the Spirit. Maybe in that moment you had an Acts chapter 2 moment that it, it seemed like it was a thin place. That for a long time, God felt like he was a million miles away. And heaven felt like it was a million miles away. But there was a moment in your existence, in your spiritual existence, that your soul felt so close to heaven. A thin place. A thin place. And it's in the thin places. It's in those thin places that, that I think that we hear a sound in those thin places that, that heals our soul. I am praying that God would use the warning to our soul that says the decibels are too loud in your life. This is, this is the way it may come. This is the way it may come. It may come like this depression, this hurt, this brokenness, this confusion, this bitterness, this uneasiness, this restlessness. Through this, what we see as trouble in our life, what we are seeing as, ooh, man, that's trouble. God is saying, in that spot, I'm going to take what looks to be negative and in that spot meet you there and in that there, you're going to have a thin place where the presence of God is so close to you in that place. Does that speak to anybody here today? 
And so what you've been seeing as trouble could be, I believe it is, if you turn it to God, your soul coming so close that God takes something negative and allows it to be a place of healing for your soul. That you have a thin place. That every time you think that and every time you feel that, it's a warning that pops up on your soul watch that says, hey, turn to me right here and I'm going to bring down the decibels and let you hear a sound today. Through this thin place between you and God, God comes near and, and, and he provides in this thin place a soul care through your pain. The miraculous shows up in your mundane. And I pray that we are able to feel the touch of heaven in our life and hear that sound, Galatians 3.2, and I'm running out of time, i got to move on. It says, Galatians 3.2 says, and this is a very deep scripture, but stay with me, I can't really preach it, but I just want to read it to you. It says, I would like to learn just one thing from you. This is so powerful. I need to do a message on this. I'd like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? Or by believing what you heard? Oh, my God. So you can receive the Spirit by the works of the law. Or did you believe by what you heard? Are you so foolish after beginning by means of the Spirit? Are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? You, you started off hearing the spirit and the soul, the sound, and then somewhere in the process, it began to evolve into a place where every time the warning pops up, I can fix this. Every time the warning pops up, Oh, I can fix this. I need to make more money. I need to do more at the church to fix this. I need to do more of this. I need to do And the devil works us, and when the sound goes up, and before long, I'm at church, and I can't even, my soul can't hear the sound. So again, I ask you, look, look this is verse 5. He said again, he brought it up again, he amplified it again. So again, I ask, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law? <laughs> or by your believing what you heard? Can anybody say, I want to hear a sound? Amen? Did I put you to sleep today? Come on, I want to hear a sound. I want to hear a sound from heaven. As our team gets ready to come and play for us today, I... I, I, in other words, you used to hear and believe, but now the noise of you trying to fix everything on your own has maybe caused you to no longer hear. But it's not over. It's not over. The sound from heaven can fix that soul that needs help. Father, quiet our souls so we can experience the healing of our faith so that the miracle of soul healing can be experienced. Amen? I want to end with this biblical story and when Elijah told Ahab that there was a sound of abundance of rain, and if you don't know the scripture, you can go study it, but when Elijah told Ahab that there was a sound of abundance of rain, there had yet not been an audible sound to the human ear. He said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain, 
nothing had happened yet to create an audible sound. Elijah had only heard a sound through his faith. And he tapped into that. And let me tell you where Elijah was. Elijah was on a mountaintop, and he was alone with God, and he was praying for the showers to be poured out on a thirsty land. For three and a half years, there had been no rain. Now Elijah goes before the Lord, and he asks him to send the rain. What kind of prayer was this prayer? It was a prayer offered in a secret place. Secret place. Away from the noise. Away from the distractions. Away from the noise and distractions of all the world. They turned down the decibels of the world and tuned in. Elijah tuned in to a frequency that was a different frequency. It was a God frequency. And that frequency, he said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Everybody else is going, huh? No, I hear it. You may not hear it, but in my secret place where I turned off the other sounds, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Psalms 46 and 10 says, be still, be still, and know that I am God. Just get still. Just, just get still. Wednesday night, I'm going to have a devotion that we're going to offer the church for the summer. And uh, you'll be able to, our church is, we're getting them printed right now. They'll be available Wednesday night. And if you want them, you can, uh, we're going to make them as cheap as the, we can get them. And, and, and it's, it's a devotion for you to walk through the summer in a way with God's help and try to help turn some noise off. I don't mean you still can't have fun in your summer. I'm just talking about teaching you and guiding you through a process and let you walk through. So that'll be available Wednesday night. But I hear the presence of God in this room. I feel the presence of God in this room. It's not a condemning spirit. It's not... Hey, you, bad people, the noise, your noise is about to kill you. No, it's a sound, a sound of the abundance of rain. It's a sound that will heal your soul, clear your mind, heal your heart. I don't know about you, but as for Nathan Keating, I want to hear the sound. I want to hear the sound. I need to hear this sound. I want to hear the voice of God. The voice of God that when I was a young man in Bible college, he spoke to me one weekend on a hurricane weekend in Houston, Texas, and he called me to ministry. He changed my life. The sound like I heard this week when he whispered this, this message in my ear. I want to continue to hear that sound. Because that sound heals my soul. But it's not just me. I want, I want this church family to hear the sound. I, I'm going to open these altars up today. And this is what I want to open these altars for. We're going to sing. But as we open these altars and we sing, if you choose to come forward, I hope this room, I hope this front fills up. But if you choose not to come where you're at, 
Would you stretch your hands to him and let their, at the beginning of this summer, Lord, just start healing my soul. Healing me. Healing me. I feel the presence of the Lord today. Would you stand with me? Would you stand with me? These, these altars are open for you to come as we begin to sing. Come, come down here with your mind made up. This is a place that I want the Lord to speak to my soul, to heal my soul, strengthen my soul. Is there anybody in this room feel the presence of God? Amen, amen. Right here, right here. If you feel that presence, would you step around this front or step in the aisle close to you and, and just begin to lean into him? Come on, I know God gave me this message for some people today. Can you give the Lord a shout of praise in this house? Hallelujah. Can you give the Lord a shout of praise? Come on, that's a good sound. That's a good sound. That's a good sound. He loves that sound. God bless you so much. Do you love the Lord today? Amen, 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 amen.